and welcome to the Nourish with Anna podcast, a space for you to get inspiration and practical tools to help you reconnect with your true authentic self, to have more joy, love, health, and ease in your life, and yeah, to live a life that's true to you. I'm your host, Anna, and in today's episode, I'm speaking with the amazing Christopher Ferreras. Chris is an author, artist, and poet. His work seeks to offer clarity so that we all may better wade through our cloudy inner landscapes. He is interested in the creative power of language and how we can use the written word to get out of our own way and access our latent inner wisdom, as well as deepen the connection between our surroundings, body, mind, spirit, and further catalyze other forms of self-expression that can lead to healing, growth, and personal transformation. And yeah, this is what we dive into in the episode. It's just a beautiful conversation around life, growth, healing, and how to keep things simple, joyful, and heart-led. So without further ado, here is the episode with Christopher Ferreras. All right, uh, Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. How are you today? I'm, I am good. How are you? Good, good. We just had some good tech uh, tech issues, but finally we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just a little a little dance with the uh you know, with the internet fates so to speak. Totally. Yeah, we yeah. just said that sometimes you just need to like get a little reminder that not everything needs to like because we're so spoiled with that, things always working all the time. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, we're just going to take a moment here. We'll figure it out. If it just gets a little bit delayed, that's fine. We're going to have the conversation. It's all good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, we both we both got the uh, the same intention on lock. So that's yeah. that's what matters, right? Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. And I'm really, yeah. I am so excited and just happy that we're in this space together today that we're gonna have a we'll see where this conversation uh, takes us yeah i can't wait i can't wait i'm really excited to be here too i've been um really looking forward to catching up again i know we had like a little brief uh introduction before but i'm really curious to see where the conversation takes us to um it's so so interesting with like prepping for podcasting or or a conversation or something like this because you sort of like there's this interesting thing that occurs in the mind I don't know if this occurs for you where it's like your brain starts like formulating conversations and like weird talking points and they're all it's so interesting to like observe that occurrence and it's it's almost like um seeing like a, a like a little kid prepare for you know, a, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like seeing a little kid prepare for um, an yeah. audition or something of this sort. Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting how that can occur. And I'm just like, oh, this is, this is so interesting to have this stimulation occur on my mind now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can so yeah. resonate with that. And I think it's yeah. just this, we build up all these stories and ideas of like, oh, now it's exactly now it's in a podcast setting. It's supposed to be this mm-hmm. and that. But mm-hmm. that's also for me why this is such a like good 
like space and development space for me as well. It's this, you know, being in the present moment. It's just like, mm. it's like any other conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> There's exactly. There's nothing like different and not putting like pressure that it's, it has yeah. to flow in a certain way or like now it needs to be this and that. And, but I, so I can totally resonate with that. But I think yeah. it's like you say, it's very interesting to observe and just be like, oh, that's, interesting that you're starting to think like that yeah. like why is it different now than yeah <laughs> the other yeah, time exactly you're having a conversation <laughs> exactly yeah i i have that question you know i love observing um funny little human occurrences like that like yeah. for example when a person uh like there are people who don't change their demeanor or behavior when a camera comes up like to take pictures and then there are people who completely like shift their body language and reconfigure themselves when the camera comes up yeah. and that's always so like fascinating to me because like who in the body like which which agent in the committee of ourselves decided or decides in that instant like we're mm. just going to carry on candidly or we're just going to carry on with a little bit more Right. I don't know, like poise <laughs> or like position, you know, yeah. it's such a curious, like, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not immune to it. Um, I, it happens in a way, the same conversation we just had about the podcast kind of um, yeah. like preparation mind, so to speak, yeah. or that future oriented projection is very similar to like this moment in time when you're going to get your photo taken and you're like really, reconfiguring your whole demeanor <laughs> it's like yes. it's it's so amusing to me it's like <laughs> it really I is I totally agree yeah. it's the same I don't yeah. have that as much now but in the beginning when I would go like live on Instagram for example it's the same I'm like why yeah. am I getting like why am I getting so nervous right now <laughs> like, yeah what is yeah. yeah what is but going on like yeah, yeah. Like yeah. putting a different kind of pressure and it's just like, okay, that's really interesting. You're just going to yeah. speak to people like you usually do. But yeah. I think it's also like having, of course, having compassion towards yourself when you have 100%. these things. It's like, it's okay. But like yeah. you say, it's just very interesting. It's like, why why does that happen? Like who yeah, comes what, in yeah. and wants to? <laughs> yeah, I'm always, <laughs> yeah. It's, exactly, exactly. And also just like recognizing it as part of, just like the the vulnerability of being a person yeah. and like how like normal that is you know um especially when that occurs it can feel very alien or it can feel yeah. very like foreign to the body but it's like what could be more natural than you being put in your body in that way right um you know, which is not, not always the most comfortable feeling right it's like it's like the spotlight effect yeah. kind of on you right um and feeling that but uh, you know so much of that spotlight is in your mind mm -hmm. and so like negotiating with that spotlight a little bit or negotiating with the self that feels sort of um deer in the headlights in the spotlight um yeah exactly. you know which is like, yeah. also a very valid self right it's like that's a person you got to consult with too you know they're you of course yeah. but you know, they feel that way for a reason. There's it's, it's, sometimes it's like right. it arises on the surface that way, but there's such a, 
uh, it's such you have to do like mad like inner work <laughs> to kind of like you know why are we totally. like this <laughs> you know like you know who who embarrassed me on a stage at you know in in the fifth grade that I'm still feeling this <laughs> like like this exactly. is crazy exactly. you know what I'm saying it's it's so totally. strange yeah but I think it's like you say it's that awareness piece like becoming aware yeah. of that and just like okay yeah. this is happening where does that come from and. Yeah. And doing that work, but again, also having yeah. compassion. It's like challenging your own convictions that you have yeah. going on. <laughs> like all these yeah, exactly. programs and things that yeah. stories that we built up and just like, okay, hey, interesting. Yeah. Where mm -hmm. where does this come from? So Yeah. How did yeah. they how did they get here? You know? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I know, right? <laughs> it's an interesting the human experience yeah. is yeah. very, very interesting. <laughs> I know it's a trip. It's literally such a trip. Like, you know, I'm constantly uh, humbled and also like inspired and and just moved to think about mm. all the little ways that we orient our day every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm -hmm. it's. I think it's it's one thing to say like I I've, I've sort of tried to. Um, put a bracket around my experience of life, which can feel very big when you put it in like, oh, you know, like this, this, this life, um, you know, we're, we're alive in this life. But um, I try to put a bracket around it sometimes because I try, um, similar to the, how we just talked about being very future oriented, thinking about things that might be on the horizon tomorrow um, or even thinking about things that happened in the past, you know, something even as simple as like, I don't know how you decided to spend your morning. Um, those, those thoughts and those, um, those orientations can be very per pervasive and interfere in the way that you're in the present. And so like, I find that the moment I start moving outside of the bracket of this moment, or whatever that looks like or means, I, I can experience the infinite wonder of like my imagination, mm. but I can also experience the perils of being on the uh, kind of on the edge of so many things that are potential. Yeah. That are not entirely tangible, that can be tangible that would be tangible if only and then you start having these you know like or that could have been tangible if you know that sort of and so i find that just to minimize the sort of suffering that right. occurs with that and not to say that suffering is the only thing that occurs um it, it you know a lot of bliss and wonder can occur from that too but i do think that the main thing is like trying to put a bracket around the moment and saying like, this is where, this is where I am like right, right now. And this is what I have to do. And then carving out time at some point in the day, a window to be able to connect with those things with the infinite, so to speak, and all the potentiality and all that could have been and all of that stuff, not like completely negating it, right? not denying its function, but just sort of give allotting a time where that is, or allotting a window where that is possible, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's something that like, at least for me now, like 
I'm constantly inspired by all the different ways that you can orient yourself in a day. You know, it's, it's a lit, I think we, we talk a lot about wanting like freedom. Um, but the scary thing is, is that we kind of, if we're privileged enough to say that we have it, we already have it. Mm. You know what I mean? The, the challenge is what do we do with all that freedom? Right. right. Like, and, and this is where I think we're sort of at right now. Um, kind of on a, on a global kind of landscape, you know, a lot of us who have the privilege to connect um, in this way also yeah. probably also have the privilege to sort of orient our days. However, it is that we um, choose however yeah. it is that we like. And so that can feel, as liberating as freedom can be, it can also be kind of dreadful. <laughs> it's like, right. and finding a balance between like, you know, recognizing that um, all that choice and deciding and sort yeah. of also creating limits for yourself so that choosing doesn't feel so um, perilous. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make yeah. any sense? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I think I love how you bring up that that freedom aspect. That's something also for me, like I have to kind of remind myself that in the, you know, different ways that I already have a lot of freedom, because it's so mm -hmm. easy to be like, oh, when I want to, you know, manifest this or achieve this mm -hmm. to experience freedom or have money mm -hmm. to experience freedom, whatever it might be. But then mm -hmm. it's just like, wait a minute, what are ways that I experience? When do I feel freedom mm -hmm. right now? It's like, yeah. you know, for me, it's having freedom over my time. Like I have a lot of flexibility. It's like I feel freedom when I spend time with, you know, my friends or partner or family, when I'm in nature. It's just like, I, you know, have so much access to that freedom already. And like, how does that how does that feel? But, you know, really what you said about freedom, it's just a lot of times also reminding ourselves, okay, when, when, how can I experience that in the now instead of being like, oh, when I have this or that, I will experience <laughs> all these exactly. emotions, which we actually have access to right now and obviously it's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with wanting to manifest things or like mm -hmm. i mean we're also here to to develop and expand but mm -hmm. it's also like a reminder to okay how how can i create that right now so i can actually draw in all of these things that i want to experience in this mm -hmm. human experience yeah yeah exactly i think that's a really beautiful way of putting it is you know um we t I, the word manifest is fa is fascinating for me because there is this element of many and the you know manifest has to do with the hands right and right. it has to do with the you know in, in in Spanish the word for um you know hands is mano right mano um and yeah. so the idea of manifesting um at least for me the way I visualize it um. I've always had a bit of a rocky relationship with that because I can be quite rational brained, you know, mm. and that can be, that can be a little bit of an obstacle for me in visualizing my own, let's say success, my own, you know, um, triumphs and my own, for example, joy, my own right. happiness. Um, because we, with the idea of manifest is that it's sort of already 
in some in some way, at least in the way that I find that the culture sort of talks about it, is that it makes it seem like it's not already here, right? And like it's not accessible to you, and so you have to like visualize it and like you know do some inner fostering to sort of like attract it or something. But I think so much of manifesting is sort of already recognizing how it's in your hands, right? Already. It's like you already possess it. If you just get in tune with that frequency, that it's already present, right? And so, you know, a a conversation that I'm constantly having with myself is, you know, we we tend to want to manifest like high joy, uh, the highest level of like whatever financial freedom, you know, success in some way, uh, shape or form. Mm. And, you know, we tend to imagine that it's like, when I get there, when I get there, you know, I will be X, Y, and Z levels of happy. But I think that so much of being able to even recognize when you get there is like you said, being able to recognize that you're already there in Mm. some facet, in some way, right? Because how are you going to recognize when you get there if you don't already have a sensitivity to the signs that they, that you're already in the midst of that, right? Right. It's like, you know, you need to sort of have a connection to your surroundings in such a way and your inner surrounding so to speak that at the very least indicates to you like oh you know we're we're actually more here with those things that we desire or dream of than we realize yeah you know what i mean and totally yeah can feel very um you know it can feel very challenging i think to sort of see um how we are already at the destination Mm -hmm. um because then that means we have to sort of let go a little bit of wanting so much. And <laughs> exactly. that's, yeah, that's hard. It's really it hard is. to let go when you don't want to. Right. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah, it's just really, for me, it's really freeing when I can recognize like, cause sometimes when I think about, okay, why, why is it that I want to have, financial freight, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. a lot of the reasons that I write down, it's just like, well, I already, I already have those things right now. <laughs> I'm exactly. experiencing those yeah. things yeah. in this yeah. moment. So yeah. like you're saying, it's very easy to like, you want to be attached to actually having things, you know, that you're growing towards, or again, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it's also recognizing, wait a minute, what what have I already achieved? Like of those reasons that I have put in why I want X, Y, Z, and just being like, yeah. okay, I'm already in that. Yeah. I'm already in that frequency and in, in that feeling as well. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Surrendering. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Surrendering and, you know, surrendering and also sort of making peace with, which Mm -hmm. I think is another, it's, it's a dimension of surrender, right? It's very much like surrender, acceptance, making peace. Um, All of those things are connected. They're like cousins or dimensions or faces on the same beast, so to speak. Um, Very gentle beast. 
sometimes yeah. gentle actually <laughs> <laughs> i don't know exactly. i don't know that sur- <laughs> yeah i know surrender is just like okay <laughs> like you know fine divine yeah you know fine fine god i got you i see how it exactly. is you know it's <laughs> it may- <laughs> like you know it's it's um it's sort of like a checkmate between you and yourself mm-hmm. um, and is. just, you know, and just re- making, you know, recognizing that it's like, Oh, like, you know, I don't have to live on this. I don't have to live in this competition with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. I can just, I can play the game in other ways or choose not to play at all. So to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that goes back a little bit to that conversation of like freedom and dread right it's like the thing is is that you have the freedom to not play too right in so many ways like you have the freedom to not like if you really wanted to like if and this is a conversation that i constantly have with my own ego as well because you Mm -hmm. were talking about like writing things down and try to figure out um like you know a lot of like self like self-inquiring and reflection and like you know reflecting on like well why am i doing this right like why do i actually like if i if like cool, I can set up the dominoes in such a way where it's like, this leads to that, leads to that, leads to that, right? Totally. Um, but like, why am I, why am I going to set that up? Like what's at my, at my most principal, like deep, like on a core level, is this what I want? Um, or is this just kind of what the ego wants, mm-hmm. right? Or is this just sort of what I've been in many ways programmed by my own ego's accumulation of like right. stimulus and, and uh, you know, kind of success orienting and all of those things. Is this like, uh, is this what I want in the present, in the now? Um, and really asking myself that question, like, you know, on the page, day to day, you know, while I'm in the mix of kind of being of service to my dreams, um, mm-hmm. I, I have to really ask myself that question. Um, yeah. Because it can get a little bit murky when there are so many things that you identify with along right. the way to bringing your dreams to fruition. And yes. that sometimes the intention on the page, which can be very clear concise and like simple i like again using the convert using the one of i want financial freedom Mm. you know like sometimes we say i want financial freedom and we already have it but really what we mean is that or what the ego is sort of like you know whispering is yeah you want financial freedom but really what you want is more right? right and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that like of course we're well within our rights to want more. Um, but the question is, is like, do you want, like, do you, like in many ways, like what is the intent behind the more? Right. Yeah. Um, it's so, like the metaphor that I sort of think of is like, how many shoes do you really need? You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. and I love, and I love shoes. <laughs> so this is a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like they all, do the same thing at a core right. like archetypal level you put the thing on your feet and your feet are protected yeah. from the external right. like you know what i'm saying like you're not right. going to cut yourself with every step you take ideally you know and so you sort of like there's this question for me of like do i really need 
that extra pair of something. Um, and then I, I use that as a metaphor or even like a mm-hmm. prism to sort of look through for, you know, to look through into other things. You know what I yeah. mean? Do I, do I really need more followers? Do I really need more subscribers? Do I really need more friends? Do I really yeah. need more money, so to speak? It's like, who am I now and what am I doing? Right. You know, and like, what is the reason that I want that more? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think the, the main reason that I ask myself that question is because I don't think that that sort of conversation in your mind of like the external influencing the core, um, for example, like, I think that to a certain extent you should have, maybe not should, maybe what I mean to say is that there's a purity to the things that move us, right? And then there's a very fine line between how that purity stays intact and how that purity gets somewhat co-opted or corrupted or tarnished or tainted or stained by things that are not of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that are not actually for us. That instead, what sort of ends up happening is that we start to look at things and attach our minds to what it would mean if we had it. Yeah. And then that overrides the, simplici- the simplicity of having a pure dream and being able to just have the privilege and the freedom to pursue it right 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 and um i don't know if that makes any any sense at all but it's yeah i feel like it's kind of that ongoing conversation between the heart and the ego it's a hundred percent yeah kind of back and forth and like you say that whole thing with actually setting in intention actually looking at because i know there is this i mean there are a lot of stories like this but i know there is this very successful entrepreneur in in Sweden. And I remember he shared in in a podcast that he had put as a goal when he was like in his 20s. He was just like, oh, Mm. my goal is to make a million. um, I can't remember if it was Swedish crowns, probably a million Swedish crowns. And, um, you know, but nothing more. It was just that. And when Mm. he reached that goal, he felt nothing. Like Mm. nothing changed. I feel for the homie. <laughs> you know, oh, that's that's so tough. That's so tough. Oh my you know, goodness. just imagine having yeah. that like, oh, I think, yeah. you know, that's my goal. When I reach that, I'm going to feel mm-hmm. this. I'm going to be happy. This is what my life is going to look like. And mm-hmm. you get there and nothing happens because you haven't mm-hmm. put a why. You haven't put an intention. Mm-hmm. Like, why did I want to make money? Was it just for status, yeah. to prove something? Was it because yeah. I want to keep developing my business? I want mm-hmm. to create, you know, a certain home because I really love beauty and luxury. Like whatever, you know, that makes me feel good. Whatever, you know, your intention is, but actually having a why to it. So yeah. that kind of shows that without that, it's just you get there and you're just like, yeah. wait a minute. I don't even yeah. know why I wanted to get here. Yeah, yeah, I I feel you completely, and I I resonate a lot with that story because I think we all have our own 
like million dollar goal, even if it's not right. a million dollars, right? Or, or a million Swedish crowns, right? Like we all have our own, like if we look at them, if we look at that just like as a symbol, you know what I mean? Um, whether your goal is to go to the moon or I don't know, like terraform Mars, um, right, <laughs> or, right. uh, you know, looking at you, Elon Musk, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, if that's your goal or, you know, in, in my case, I, I really love the metaphor of Icarus, uh, reaching the sun that has been my, my sort of like, you know, metaphor. And I have a, a constant dance with that metaphor. I, I love mm. Greek mythology because it, it, in, in interacts with so many uh, sim- archetypal symbols, right? right? Like, you know, deeper than deep, like deeper than deep kind of like core, like sense of self ideas right. or, or, you know, like core concepts. And so like, for me, like what happened, like I wrote my, my, my first book, The Sun Underground and All the Colors in Between um, is a collection of poems. And a lot of the poems are sort of, uh, negotiations in some way and observations of like myself as Icarus through the, throughout the day, having Mm. this conversation with the sun and the horizon and what it means to reach for things. Mm. Right. And like, where does like, like where does the horizon really end? when it literally doesn't exist without you, right? The only reason you can even see the horizon is because you're the observer in that situation. But if you're not, if you're not there to observe that, you know, then the, then the horizon sort of um, vanishes, you know? And, and the thing for me is like, you know, not to, I don't say I don't mean to say that as in like don't be here. I mean that as in to say try not to have so much like attachment or st- attachment to the self that is in relation to that horizon, right? Um, we can develop such an attachment to the self that wants what's on the other side of the horizon. Yeah, and you know, like I have this 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 poem in in the the final pages, which is something to the effect of, you know. Um, uh, Icarus collected feathers from the dirt before he flew, right? You can't, you, you can only really find your flight on the earth, on the ground you walk on, you know? And so I think that, especially as we are such desirous creatures, I think that seems to be a, a, a principal function of our bodies, um, mm-hmm. a principal function of like our being here, um, is to like, is to, is to reach. Um, and, and you know, yeah. I think that's just sort of an inevitable process, but when you are conscious of it and when you are aware of the fact that that is like, Oh, this isn't like, this is an inevitable process of my body. And you have, let's say the, um, you know, the, 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 the highness of your own mind or the highness of mind to be able to recognize that mm. you also have to be able to exercise humility in that process so that you are not always striving, reaching for something. Not that that's, it, it's not like that's not okay. It's okay to constantly 
want to improve. But I think that like at, at the expense of what exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like Ex- how can you, how can you, how can you expand if you don't first accept? Yeah. Right. And, and how can you reach that goal, so to speak, um, if you don't first recognize where you are and how wonderful it is to be where you are in the first place, you yeah. know, having this dream, having this desire, and also having this relationship to this choice that you get mm-hmm. to make, um, and it's it's a very uh, sort of it's a it's a curious thing when you reach a goal and you get there, like you said about the character with the Swedish crowns, um, mm-hmm. is that um, you know the person who started reaching for those Swedish crowns is not the person who reached it, right? And so it doesn't really matter what you want by the time that you reach it, you're not going to be that same person. And so you have to contend with that when you get there, you know, and that's the, that's Mm -hmm. the stuff that, that's the stuff that kills you is that you're not, or, or brings you back to life or rebirths you. Right. Is that you're not the person who started, right. You're not the person who wanted it in the first place. Um, But you, you obeyed, you were loyal to the cause. That's amazing. But on the other side of it, you, you have that ego death of recognizing Mm -hmm. like, Oh snap, I have just been on go and I'm here now. What do I do with this? What's next? (laughs) Right. What's next? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's, it's never going to stop. I think that's it, the yeah. thing to recognize as well. It's not yeah. like when you get there, so it's like, mm, now everything is yeah. just, I'm going to experience yeah. all these things I hadn't built up in my mind. And then you get there, so it's like, okay, what what yeah. do I do from, from here? And like yeah. you say, it's also that you change over time. And that also yeah. goes back to like remembering to tune into, okay, what do I actually feel in this moment? Mm-hmm. Right now, what kind of decision mm-hmm. do I want to make right now around this? Maybe that changes in a month or two. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You also yeah. change. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's really, I mean, that's like in the moment, The that's when you can actually make a decision. It's yeah. really hard to be like, okay, what what do I want in a year? It's okay to set a vision and an intention mm-hmm. for things, but just like, what do I feel? What do I feel in this moment? What do I want to do right now? Do I want mm-hmm. to take more rest? Do I mm-hmm. want to take a break from work? Do I want to switch into a different, whatever it might be, like, what mm-hmm. do I want to do mm-hmm. right, right mm-hmm. now? And like you said, it's because otherwise, it's so easy to remove ourselves from the present moment and just being Mm -hmm. like striving all the time and reaching Mm -hmm. for other things it's like wait what happened to my (laughs) my my current self what does she feel right now like this is the moment to feel happy and joyful and free and at ease like yeah that's that's like happening right now (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um i i a conversation i 
I find myself having a lot lately. It's been, you know, given it's the summer and I haven't been on social media or as active on social media um, because I've been feeling called by my body to sort of be more in the day uh, in, in, in the ways that don't require my phone to do that. Mm. Right. Mm. And like, just simply put, like, you know, I'm not trying to be on my phone on a gorgeous day. You know what I mean? I don't like, I love my, I love my, my friends. I love my readers. I love my audience. I love my people on social media. Grateful that they're there, but you know, in order to reach them, I have to pass through all of this sludge. And sometimes the, you know, the sludge is sludge I don't choose because, you know, algorithms and all. But um, sometimes that sludge can really interfere in the current self. Mm. And especially when you are like, like, yo, I'm just chilling. I just woke up. I have no desire for this day other than to go and have my coffee and stretch and be at Mm. peace and you know like go maybe for a run or whatever do my morning routine you know if you if you write from that moment onto the page you've got such you know sort of like you know ideas that are picking up from maybe a dream that you might have had you know maybe you're letting your thoughts wander on the page and your thoughts are relatively um you know pure and you know, sort of untouched, untampered with, uninfluenced. Mm. And then you open your phone up. You know what I mean? And then you boot up your, you boot up Twitter and your mind completely changes color and your thoughts completely, they, they, they gain dimension, they gain definition, they gain, you know, some kind of contrast that wasn't there before. And I think obviously that's sort of inevitable. We're current, we're, we're sort of, bound to our mediums at this point you know like you're gonna have to answer that email you're gonna have to engage with that influence influential material right um that's sort of inevitable at this point but i think if you you know it's a it's a it's a catch-22 where it's like you know you're you're in a state of joy because you're not engaging with that influence but then you also end up in this position where on the other side of that you have to preserve that joy past the influence right right? and you know try to try to stay in line with who you were before you started to engage with all that influential material because Mm. sometimes like i'll read a quote from a peer or something like that And it doesn't really apply to me, but some identifying something in my body, something in my body that's constantly, the part of us that's constantly trying to identify itself with external stimuli, finds a way to relate to those words, finds a way to empathize with the hypothetical person who does need to relate to those words or who needs those Mm. words. And then all of a sudden I find myself downloading personality traits that I don't even have, you know, or, you know, certain, certain things. And so there's this, there's this really, you know, it it sort of goes back to that catch 22 of like being able to engage with influential media, but also on the other end, recognizing that it's influential media. Right. And so like you're easily influenced by it, whether that influence is positive 
or, you know, whether it works for you or doesn't work for you, it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. You know what I mean? You could be at that part of your journey right now, like, let's say in your healing, where like, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, given how far you've come. And then you read that thing that makes you feel like, yeah, you've come far, but there's even more to do. And like, sometimes that's cool. But sometimes you didn't ask for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you don't need to engage with that. It, it casts a shadow on how far yeah. you've actually come in your healing or in your practice or in your process, right? And that's, that's such a, like, that's something that um, I've been finding to be the, the greatest kind of like, you know, pitfall for me to yeah. fly over on social media is, you know, sort of like, you know, recognizing that this is a great place for ideas, that this is a great place for us to share our thoughts, that this is a great place for us to put our, um, put our, put our, I put our, put our, put ourselves out there, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and that's beautiful because we wouldn't, you and I wouldn't be here otherwise. Right. If not, for exactly. the, you know, if, if not for those things, but I also think that in many ways we also have to be very considerate um, of ourselves while we are engaging with things yeah. outside of ourselves that are trying to appeal to us. Right. Um, because those things that are out, outside of ourselves are sometimes not so outside. Sometimes those things are a lot more inside than we realize. And we just don't need to go there yet. You know? And mm. I think that's okay to be able to say that. I think it's okay to be able to say like, yo, I'm trying not to think about those things right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty good right now, actually. I'd be Absolutely. okay not looking at that influential media you know um totally yeah, yeah absolutely and chris that also makes me think about this whole especially when it comes to healing work i think it's kind yeah. of the same there if you see things on social media or you know you see there's so many so many different ways of healing, mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. inner work, all these different mm -hmm. things. And it might feel like then when you go on social media or elsewhere, it's like, oh my God, there are so many things I haven't done. I need shadow mm -hmm. work, inner child healing, mm -hmm. all this manifestation, this uh, oh money God, manifestation. Yeah. Like, oh my God, there are a million things. And yeah. where you kind of just keep doing it, it might feel like, oh, there is always going to be so many things to do. But like mm -hmm. you say, kind of back, wait a minute. I actually feel really good right now, like mm. experiencing joy or yeah. good health or it's just like whatever it might be. Like if you wake up in the morning and I think it can be easy then to feel like, okay, now I need to do a meditation or do this and that. And then because I have that sometimes and I'm just like, oh, I just feel like sitting down having breakfast and I just want to watch something on Netflix. Like that's what I'm in the mood for. And allowing yeah. myself to do that without feeling yeah. like, oh, I should have done <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have done this and that. It's like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. What makes me feel really good right now? Yeah. So, yeah, that that whole thing with that, it can be so, it's so easy that it feels like there are a million things to do all the time. Yeah. And then taking a yeah. step back and just be like, I'm just going to focus on doing nothing. Yeah. 
for a yes. while or whatever, exactly. whatever I think is, is fun. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. Whatever, whatever you can do um, intently without having to sort of um, be anything other than what you currently are, which sounds mm -hmm. kind of like paradoxical, but it's just like if you are, if you are what you are right now, be that. You know, it's so simple. If you are yeah. what you are right now, just be that. Like, if you're at peace, yeah. be at peace. You know what I mean? Um, if you feel um, like what you like, you like what you see inside and outside. Then maybe consider not going in the places where you're going to potentially run into something that's going to make you feel like mm -hmm. you are not in the best shape in mind or in body it's like yeah i think we sort of i find that there's this uh there's this sort of uh sense that we should have the fortitude of mind to engage with influential media and not be influenced i love the idea of that but I don't think that's I don't think that's real. I don't think anyone exists mm. on this earth um, that is free from influence, uh, and and I think that sort of like the sooner we accept that about ourselves, that we are also prone and vulnerable to influence, that the easier it will be to share compassion and mercy for ourselves when we do fall under the influence of something mm -hmm. that isn't entirely of our choosing yeah. because you know, that tends to happen and it's unavoidable and it's also okay. And um, you know, it, I, in an ideal world, we'd be like, you know, we'd have a bulletproof vest in our minds for all the, you know, content <laughs> that uh, is trying to, you know, convince us of all the ways that we could, be better, be more, be deeper, uh, more yeah. enlightened, clearer, all of those things. You know what I'm it's saying? Like, Whatever. Yeah. You know, at some point it just starts to look a little like capitalism, <laughs> like all over again. Right. You know what I mean? Like at some right. point it just looks a lot like an Ascension story. Like it's yeah. just a constant, again, goes back to the what's next, what's next, what's next. It's like, you know, um, it's sort of like a question of like, well, when does it stop? Well, of course it doesn't stop, but you can choose when to take a break, yeah. right? You doesn't, <laughs> you can choose when not to, right? Yeah. Um, and when to, exactly. and so there's a lot to that. Um, and that goes back to that freedom that we have, right? Yeah. We are free to not open up the apps and we are free. Yes to open up the apps if we like to, right? So Totally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Remembering that. And I always yeah. feel so good when I take like a proper break from social media. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, yeah. that's so nice. There is just yeah. this like, okay, now I'm not going to be in there for two weeks or four weeks, whatever it might be. And yeah. it's just like, oh, I don't need to engage. I don't need to take in stuff that I don't need mm -hmm. to, like you said before, that I don't need to take in in, in the moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, remembering that it's 
Exactly. We have a we have a choice. Yeah. Um, Chris, I wanted to, as a final thing, I actually wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, dive into your story and your journey a bit. We'd love for you to mm-hmm. share, you know, how how you got into how you got into to writing. Mm. Um, well, thank you for the for the space to do that. I appreciate it. Um, I for as long as I can remember, I've always had a relationship with the page in some way, shape, or form. I've uh, before I picked up writing, I was very into drawing, um, uh, and so the kind of line work of drawing led me to the line work of writing. And um, also helped me sort of create a thread between all of the other interests that I have um, that are not limited to just things that occur on the page. Um, but uh, for as, like I said, for as long as I can remember, though, I've either been drawing or writing. And so, you know, I come from the Bronx in New York. Um, And it's an area of New York that, while I was growing up, was very uh, friendly for me and friendly to me. But as I got older, I started to realize it wasn't the safest of places. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I was always aware of things going on, tensions, uh, conflicts, and... Um, let's just say um, misunderstandings that I witnessed that led to a lot of injustice in my community and led to a lot of uh, challenge in my community. And also in my family, you know, uh, I grew, I had a very beautiful childhood, but it was also not without its contrast, you know? Um, and uh, for everything that was bright, there was also a little something that could have used a little bit more light. And language was a way for me to imagine an alternate reality where we could just sort of talk things out Mm. and where we could find words for the things that we say when we slam doors or are mean or unkind to each other. Mm. And so um, I was given that I am the youngest of my family Um, I got to see a lot of um, misunderstandings unfold that I had a lot to say toward, but that I did not have the station yet in my life, given that I was the youngest, to sort of be able to assert. And so I I grew up with a lot, a lot, a lot to say. And, um, you know, when I reached a certain, you know, age... um, And after gaining a lot of experience from like reading and observing and, you know, being very sensitive to my surroundings and whatever else, finding a language for those sensitivities, I was finally able to like reach a point where I felt conf- confident and comfortable enough to share what I had to say, mm-hmm. not just with the people in my life, but also with people on the internet. <laughs> so, right. um, I started putting my writing out on uh, Instagram in about, I think in like 2014 or 2015. 
Um, I was always writing up until that point though. So, you know, it was, I was like that guy on the train, just constantly journaling, <laughs> you know, or yeah. sketching, sketching that beautiful stranger, um, mm. writing, you know, writing love poems to them that they'd probably never read. Um, mm. little things like that. So romantic and all that, but, um, yeah. <laughs> you know how it goes. Um, yeah. so I was always doing that in some way. And um, in, a, in 2014, I gained the confidence to sort of just put myself out there and, you know, put my words out there. And I've just been putting my writing, uh, my you know, I call them like thought form poems or they're sort of like very short verses that are uh, sometimes uh, poetic and uh, very potent material for self-reflection. Um I, I like the conciseness of the thought that makes you revisit it. Um, I grew up reading a lot of like, you know, quotes from, you know, very prominent people. And I've always found it so fascinating that like a quote can stick, you know, um, and how it is that that happens. And like, what is it that makes a, a, a potent quote? And so for me, it was always about like, you know, writing poetry. If you talk to any other decorated poet, they'll always tell you the only way to write a poem is one line at a time. Um, and what that means is quite simple. It's actually even quite literal. One line at a time, the line that you mark when you're writing the first letter, the first word, and then the line horizontally when you're actually quite literally writing the sentence or the idea. And when you decide that that line breaks and when the next line begins. And so to develop a relationship with that line and the potency of it took a lot, a lot of paying attention to language and the malleability of it and the, and the way that words can be precise and how ordering them can be precise and that the more precise they are, the more relatable and universal they seem to become. Mm. And that precision begins with first being precise to your own experience and to your own experience of reality or observations that you make. And so I have just been on this journey of developing that precision and cultivating it and cultivating it in many, many ways. And many, I think the way I like to think about it is everything I do is in service to that precision. If mm -hmm. I meditate, it's in service to that precision. If I work out and do physical activity, running, fitness, all that stuff, it's in, it's in service to that precision because I, I firmly believe that we possess all that we need to possess and that it's already within us right but the yeah. challenge is is finding the tools and finding the exercises finding the processes and the mediums that allow the inner river which is always already running and allowing it to flow outward in other creative ways so yeah. you are a songwriter you just need to develop the tools to allow you to write the song you are mm. a you know what i'm saying like you are a poet you just need to develop the tools to let you write the poem and 
in many ways, learning is the most potent way or the most potent exercise that we can do to get out of our own way. By learning, we get out of our own way because that creative current is always already flowing toward creation and creativity. We just need to learn the tools that allow us to create enough discipline and and flow to get out of our own way so that we're not thinking about it so much and we're just doing right. right? Mm. This is something, you know, I, this is something kids are always doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't tell them that they can't write a song. (laughs) They will write that song. You know what I mean? You can't tell them that they can't do something. They will do it. Um, Will they do it like a professional? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? They're doing it. And I think that that's the main that's the main thing for me is like, you know, cultivating, you know, all of these uh, processes and practices that allow me to be of service to the precision that already, you know, exists within me. Um, And that precision isn't limited to language, right? It can be also precision in creating a visual, right? Um, And so, so much of my you know, work on, let's say, Instagram is also a visual experience, right? And so mm. it's about finding the right aesthetic, let's say, to complement the language itself. Um, right. And that's that's sort of a, a language of precision in itself. It's not just limited to the words. It's not limited to language. It's, um, it's something that is universal to everything that you would like to do. And the more you cultivate that precision... And the more you have a better understanding of like, oh, like I feel like clouds right now. Maybe I can channel those, that cloud feeling or that nebulous feeling into this Mm. next creation that I'm doing, right? I feel very scattered and disintegrated. Maybe I can channel this feeling of scattered and disintegrated into this thing that I am making. Right. And that way you do justice to what you feel. You do service to what you feel. You honor what it is that you feel. You Mm. sort of take a portrait of it in your creation and the thing that you make. And um, that's really, I would say, where I'm at in my in my practice at the moment and where my journey has sort of led me is to the realization that it's like, okay, I am in this dance and in this relationship with uh with this precision that exists in me um and um it it brings me a lot of uh brings me a lot of peace to be able to to say that i can that i that again that i have the privilege and the freedom to do that right Mm -hmm. um of course it's not always beautiful it's not always but it but it's beautiful in that it's beautiful in that it's not always beautiful you know what i'm saying it's it can be hard but there's something to that right yes i think yeah. it's a contrast that we need to experience yeah. as well yeah. like if it's always light and love we we yeah. you know, we can't actually yeah. know what light and love is <laughs> yeah if yeah it's always yeah. that it's just like now i'm forgetting what that is so it's exactly it's that contrast but just exactly. how you how you yeah. perceive it and yeah. how you deal with it. I think that's the, yeah. the work. But I love that you bring that up because I think sometimes not, but sometimes it might be portrayed or if you see things, if we go back to social media, the things are always unicorns and rainbows and light and mm-hmm. love and you don't really mm-hmm. see the the kind of you know backside of, of things. But yeah. we all go through 
like challenging stuff yeah. and have our yeah. things but that's like mm -hmm. you say it's just it's part of it so yeah I, yeah thank you so much exactly. for sharing that your story and journey and because i just i mean i love your writing i feel like when i when i read your stuff i don't know how to explain it but it's just when i read it it's just like it just lands it just resonates with my heart mm. it's like when i'm just like oh yeah of course that's how it is it's mm. i don't know it's almost like it's it's mirroring what what i already know inside i think that's it it's like mirroring what my soul already knows yes that's i i'm really grateful that you experience it that way because that's how that's how i feel it and in many ways that's mm. how i hope that's how i hope it feels for you know for you as well is yeah i i don't i don't want anything i mean listen there will always be things that we um don't know but i think that the beauty of the beauty of engaging with something like language is that especially when you can read it and when you have the um you know the 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 uh what's the word the faculties of mind to be able to understand what the words are saying mm -hmm. and where they're taking you is that at at some point you start to realize that you already know this that this is not that there's actually a gnosis that is activated when you read something that yes. is potent and from the heart to the heart right yes it's it, that's that's what it is and uh, there's and when you do that sort of thing it creates enough space for you to like recognize that you have a balancing force and your own inner contrast that you're balancing quite well yourself in a way that you didn't may not have even realized you know mm -hmm. there are certain words that you read that you know can cast a shadow on your experience and then there are other words that you can read that are just like oh yes like that's exactly that's exactly how it feels and right. poems like you know tried and true timeless poems have this unique ability to relate you to like Rumi you know what I mean who like lived yeah like a <laughs> hundred two hundred years ago to Hafez who lived 100 200 years ago and yet yeah. somehow the precision of language or at least the precision of the translation uh <laughs> is so like on point that it doesn't yeah. matter where you are or who you are like if you've experienced any form of emotional contrast you'll know exactly what those words are talking about mm -hmm. and and you know what i mean and that's that is such a like what could be more human than that right there yeah. like right. i'm like project all the love project all the light that's amazing but don't forget to also do service to the shadow that allows you to yes. see that love and light right mm -hmm. you have to do service mm -hmm. to that because if you're not doing service to that then you're not properly engaging with the whole with the totality, with the actual, which is really contrast. It's all contrast. Yeah. It's yes. it's never so simple as one or the other. It's always both and. 
-hmm. It's always both and. Very mm -hmm. rarely is it ever either one or the other. Everything is on a spectrum. And I think right. it's so challenging to live in that because then that sort of always puts you in the gray area and the gray area can be scary. But even on the gray area, you're still somewhere a little closer to one side or a little closer to the other side. Yes. And finding the right language and finding the right art or finding the right expression that sort of makes you realize like where you are on that spectrum is mm -hmm. can be, you know, so um, liberating and fulfilling to yeah. engage with, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm really grateful that you resonate with with my words and that it makes you feel that way as well. That's yes. everything to me. That's that's exactly amazing. what what moves me to create. And so that's oh, that's it, amazing. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> so it's such a good that. sign. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Truly, that's yeah. amazing. And Chris, I wanted to thank you for an amazing conversation. I've just loved chatting with you. Could go on for, for hours, but <laughs> I know, true. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> just to keep this digestible yeah, as well. For exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I really I really appreciate the space uh to chat with you and uh all the places that the conversation took us. Like it's been Yeah. It's been very refreshing to have this conversation. So it means a lot, truly. Good to hear. And Chris, yeah. again, thank you for, yeah, just the amazing work that you put out and, you, you know, the light that, that you share. And I wanted to also, if you want to share how people can, uh, can connect with you. Yeah, sure. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter through the hash, well, the hashtag and my at or username. Uh, it's Chris, which is mm -hmm. I-T-S-C-A-R-U-S. Um, right. you can also find me via my full name, uh, Christopher Ferreras or Chris Ferreras. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, you'll find my work there. I have a newsletter as well. You can subscribe to, but you'll find all that stuff on my little link tree. If you find my Instagram page, so you'll be amazing. You'll be, you'll be I'll fine. just put it in the show yeah. notes as well. Yeah. So people can easily find it. <laughs> yeah. It's all there. Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Chris, thank, thank you. you so much again. Thank you for your thank presence. You, and yeah, Likewise. We'll, uh, Likewise. I'm sure we'll chat again. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> will. Yeah, we definitely will. I Honestly, know. this has been this has been wonderful. So you just anytime, truly anytime. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Thank uh, you. And thank you for uh, for listening. You too. Have a beautiful day. See you. You too. Bye. Bye. Alright, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode with me and Chris. If you did, I'd love it if you want to give it a rating and review. I really, really appreciate it. And it's a great way to support the podcast and just help each other live in more joy, love, health and ease. Alright, see you next time. Much love.